0: This is an affiliate promotion, meaning we may earn a commission if you take advantage of this fantastic deal. Act fast, preserve your history, and save big with Go Digital at ScanMyPhotos.com. I'm Maureen Taylor, the photo detective. I really love family photographs, all of them, from the mystery images you find in shoeboxes and albums to the pictures you snap with your digital devices. No mystery is too small. A simple question about an image can lead to new stories of your ancestors. This means you can count on me to help you identify the people in them, offer solutions for preserving and organizing them, and yes, even guide you in the various ways to gather and share picture stories with your relatives. Welcome to The Photo Detective, where we cover historical image analysis, genealogy, and how to work with your family photo collection. Your family history data, images, and movies might be on the web in a variety of places, from genealogy sites to movie hosting platforms. Now imagine that you can create an online collection that gives you all of those links in one place. Then write a family narrative within that site and be able to share as well as collaborate with other family. In one place, you'll have links to Uncle Jim's pictures of the last family reunion in Google Photos, Aunt Sue's family history project, Ancestry.com pages and Young Jimmy's home movies on YouTube and so much more. That's the concept behind Collectionair, a two-year-old brilliant solution that lets us gather all our web links to family in one place. Collectionair is a simple but smart cloud app for building a curated digital collection of a family's best photo albums, home movies, audio recordings, journals, pretty much anything that can be digitized for future viewing. Users can add photos, recitals, and art projects to a child's collection create a legacy tribute to a lost parent, or assemble the best of a family's vacations, holidays, and special events together. It's not a photo storage site, but a hub that's used with photo and video cloud sites like Apple Photos, Google Photos, Vimeo, Memory Web, and others, and aggregates all your media into one elegant, easy-to-navigate family site. Each person and each family has a collection page and viewers link to each via their family tree. So now even your parents can find your family's best memories and view them on any computer, tablet, or mobile device. I'm so glad that my guest Stan Kinsey had this idea and developed it into a new way of thinking about your family history, past and present. He has a special offer for all of us. Use coupon code PDCollect. C-O-L-L-E-C-T, to receive 50% off either the standard or the pro subscription for two years. This offer is good until December 31st, 2020. Stanley Kinsey is the founder and CEO of Collectionair, a cloud-based web app used to create a curated Best Memories family legacy collection that can be intuitively navigated by all family members. For over 30 years, Stan has enjoyed a media-centric new technologies career that included being CEO of four companies, two of which he founded, and two being public. He is highlighted in several books for bringing computer animation to the Walt Disney Company, as then Disney's youngest VP. He co-founded film and virtual reality leader iWorks Entertainment, producing projects worldwide with pioneers that included Jacques Cousteau and Prince, and was CEO of wireless power innovator Nigel Power, acquired by Qualcomm. Stan holds an MBA from Stanford University and a BA in mathematics from DePauw University. He is married with three children and resides in San Diego, California. My guest today is Stanley Kinsey. He's the founder and CEO of Collectionaire Incorporated. And Stan, thank you so much for joining me today on The Photo Detective.
1: Well, thank you, Maureen. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: I'm very sorry that we didn't meet until just now. Your site launched two years ago, you said?
1: At, at, a little less than two years ago, it was Roots Tech 2019 that we launched.
0: Basically, our stuff is everywhere, right? Maybe we have videos on Vimeo or YouTube, we have images on Family Search, we have images on Ancestry, we have information everywhere. And your site enables someone, this is so cool, to bring it all together in one place. On, on people. It's people based.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's it's kind of a hub, if you will, or an overlay. I mean best practices would say that if I mean the, the big picture goal is to have a kind of a legacy collection of your family. And we like to say we pick up where maybe ancestry.com and family search leave off, meaning their priority is being able to trace your ancestry, tell some stories, with a few pictures of each ancestor, et cetera. But when it comes to your current family, a lot of your memories are not in a single photo. They're in a collection of photos from a trip or a whole movie from 10 years ago to 30 years ago or blog or uh, other, some other site, an audio recording. And uh, there, I, I simply found that no one site out there allows you to store everything and essentially have it navigable by any family member to go find it, an elderly parent or grandparent or whatever. How can they find these memories? How can you coordinate them, organize them so that anyone can find every memory, not just the few that you can put on these other websites?
0: I think the best introduction for people is to go on your website, Collection Air, and play the introductory video that you created that explains the basics of what Collectionaire does, and I've watched it a few times now. I love the whole concept of bringing everything together. So, let me think. So, my father in law, we'll use my father in law as, as an example because I'm sure there's material on him all over the place. So, I would create a family tree, a basic family tree, and yep. then in his profile, I guess you would call it a profile, I could then link to all of the things that I find online, things like something on Ancestry, maybe something in a newspaper even.
1: That's correct. And Well, you really want to make sure that it's going to be a, a, a lasting link. So newspapers are somewhat unpredictable, but we might take that newspaper article and turn it into a PDF by scanning it or photographing it and storing that in OneDrive or Google Drive or Dropbox or something, and then link to that article there. Again, the goal is to is not to be able to, to use everything, although you can. The goal is to narrow, really, the used cloud sites to to maybe four or five at most, maybe one for all your photos, one for home movies, because you'd be amazed at how all the different cloud sites handle long-form home movies, some well, some not well. But then you can for ancestors where all of the great information is already in Ancestry or FamilySearch. You can just link to their records there, and you don't need to add anything. But each what what does is gives you a collection page, we call it, for every person in your family, as many people as you want to add to your tree. The, every person gets a page, and it's an index to their life. So for a child, you would maybe add their best uh, piano recitals from when they were young, dance recitals, sporting events. Some people keep artwork, maybe the best little stories they wrote, all these things. And and even bigger picture, what I'd like to do is really move move almost backwards to the objective of this, is that I I had actually retired with a goal of archiving my family's best memories. My children are now grown. I was an entrepreneur. I was with Disney early on, uh, had several companies, uh, mostly media companies. So I understood the media. And the goal was that my kids did not know all the great media we had on their childhood. I just gave some examples of dance recitals, piano recitals, the the day they came home from the hospital, the whole movie of that. Those kind of things, I thought, I want them to have them, but they were deep in 70,000 photos and 100 hours of movies. So I thought, how do I get this information to them that they'll actually look at them? And I realized I can only do it, it, it has to be in the cloud. I can't just send them a hard drive. Because they look at these things on their phone or on a a tablet, it has to be available to them anywhere. And and as I got into this, it was not just my kids, it was my extended family that wanted to see my media. And this really seemed like the way, once you do it, the modern photo album is really a way to bring Netflix almost to your family collection so that you can see anything you have. Now, what I thought is, I need to curate my collection and somehow create things. So it came up with the idea of a, a collection page in the cloud for each person in the family. It was the basic concept. So that brings you to where we are. And the tree is simply the dashboard by which, how you, rather than a list of names, once you get to more than three or four people, it's easier to find them on a tree and just click on their picture in the tree, and up comes their collection page, especially when you get to, like, your father-in-law, What about his father? Those kind of things. If you you expand these things and you have an interesting story on someone two to three generations back, in any kind of list, it's kind of hard. Where do you put them? Everyone has their own system. Uh, But in a tree, it's very clear where they would be. So it's easy to get at those people through the tree. And the tree is just a way to get to the index of their life. And the goal with Collection Air was that now anything you find that can be digitized, an audio recording, a video, a photo, a photo album, even digitizing a scrapbook. As you said, newspaper articles, certificates, honors, awards, things like that, community service, their stories, anything you have on a person can now be put in one location and shared with everybody. That's the concept. And when I retired, I thought this kind of product surely existed, but it did not. So I kind of said, okay, well, let's build it. And so for two years, and we're still a full-time development team, uh, like we uh, announced GEDCOM interface last week. If you want to just upload a GEDCOM file from Ancestry.com or MyHeritage, you have your tree instantly created on Collection Air. So anyway, we're still building capabilities uh, and features, but that's the concept, a place for everything and everything in its place. One place in the cloud where... You can simply go to the tree, click on any person, and if you find a new article on your father-in-law, now you have a place to put it.
0: That's. I just, love, I just love this whole concept of bringing everything together and creating a collection per person. Now, you anticipated one of my questions by mentioning the GEDCOM because I thought, oh, I just set up a free account. How am I going to get my entire family tree in there? I, I don't want to have to retype the whole thing. But if I can just upload a GEDCOM, then it's all there.
1: Well, the, let me say this. GEDCOM, the, the, the asterisk here is it's still in beta form because we've not been able to test more than a, a couple dozen trees. But it should be that when you export a GEDCOM file, you don't get, if you have 2,000 people linked in your tree, your GEDCOM file exported from Ancestry will not, will not export all of those in one file. It usually exports I believe the direct lineage of the person you select as the key person to download so you probably have to select a person in ancestry download their jedcom file and then upload that to collection air but it could put several hundred people on your tree and be a good jump point, jumping point to to get things going I would even think I, I'm still learning the and we are our t- as a team each company's product seems to do it differently but I would go to maybe a, a grandfather as the person to download. That way you get all the children, that kind of thing. On the other hand, maybe if you upload a child's GEDCOM, it gets ancestries on both the mother and father side. So I, I, I wish I could give you that specific answer, but that's why I suggest to people go to it, download uh, the GEDCOM from the site, upload it to Air, and see if it gives you the start you want. After that, you can literally add people easily. Uh, manually to fill in the the gaps or the cousins or whatever you want to add to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let Thanks. me maybe point out that the real goal, the, uh, the first goal was not to become a genealogy program per se. Uh, we are not focused on tracing your roots back to Napoleon or, or going back centuries. Uh, the other sites do that so well and, and, it's, and it's beautiful the way they do it. But they, they don't, really care too much about your current family and your memories and your vacations. So we're we're not as highbrow, you might say, in terms of trying to create a sophisticated site for your genealogy to trace a lineage. We are there to say in the last 50 years, memories are not just based on uploading a few photos. Memories are hundreds of photos for each person, home movies, video snippets blogs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Even their you can even link to their Facebook and Instagram accounts. So that you can my mother sees all of her twenty-three grandchildren by going to collection air, clicking on their site and clicking Facebook, and that's up top all their current photos. Up to date. Because it's a live link to with passwords already in and all that kind of stuff. So it was really meant, again, as very simply, and our intellectual property is an index in the cloud to contents in the cloud. So Literally, for my, for my father-in-law, deceased as of two years, we're so sorry to lose him. But he flew a torpedo bomber in uh, Korean War, which was the famous plane in the Battle of Midway. And I didn't have any photos of him or anything. I have photos with him by the plane. But I wanted the kids and grandkids to know more about this plane. So I literally found the best three-minute movie on the torpedo bomber in YouTube. And I link his Navy collection of being a Navy pilot to that YouTube video so that they can just click there and see what this plane was that he flew. So it's, it, we link to any data that gives you a greater context of the person and the richness of what their life was about. So you can enter stories, you can enter photos, you can enter photo albums, a single photo, multiple photos, things like that. So that, that's really the purpose. Well, right. So I'm a genealogist and a photo historian, and we have a
0: tendency to look back rather than look at the present and the future. But with Collection Air, you're right. This gives me an opportunity and whoever uses the site an opportunity to document the current generation, the next generation forward, not backwards. And so what you're telling well, you me, Stan... I mean, for, yeah. yeah, you can do both, right. right. But, but what you're telling me is that you don't consider yourself a genealogist, but you just made this amazing tool that genealogists will use.
1: I I hope they do. I mean, again, what I find is I, for my family, 70,000 photos. For my parents' family, we're down to a couple hundred photos and some home movies. Going back to another generation from that, you're down to uh, dozens of photos and a few snippets. For example, my wife's grandfather, of all things, held the world record of the 100-yard dash at Cal in 1926. Now, unfortunately, it was overturned two years later. They said it was wind-dated, very controversial. But the point is, he was the fastest sprinter in the world, no question about it. His box was in the attic. I I, I was lucky it wasn't thrown out. And it's great to have the physical elements of those things. And we do. The pictures were on our walls and things like that, but we didn't have the stories. I went to newspaper.com, found the stories that went with the photos of the meets that he ran and those kind of things and and how exciting it was at the time and literally built a photo book, if you will, online of his life. And it's in collection air so that now. His story will live on without anyone losing it, both in the physical form and the online form. And my descendants, 10 to 1 or 20 to 1, will see the online version that can only be found online. So I was able to, Ben, he was in World War II as a doctor. I was able to build now a rich profile around that person as well, who we didn't have a good way of presenting his story. And I couldn't present the richness of his story by doing it in Ancestry or Family Search or others that I could find. With, uh, we have some, some movies in there. We have just hundreds of photos uh, of his whole life. And so we were able to build a pretty rich, even a flip book, if you will, uh, all in collection error of him. And I say, link this person to Family Search. Boom. And I don't try to enter any information for them other than their profile photo, date of birth and death. And they link there. Now they've got their timeline and all those things that you can use from these other apps and you go straight to it. So this is a tree that you own. Uh, you can copy in a public tree, but you own this tree. You share it with only who you want. You can set up privacies, all those kind of things. Uh, you can even add edit privileges so that my daughter, for example, is kind of our co-editor of our family account. So she has full edit privileges where the others can add, but they can't change anything. So uh, many features like that.
0: No, I saw that you have the the different permissions for sharing, and I like that, limited or You know all privileges, and that's important too. Because just because you want to share this, and you likely do want to share it with other members of your family, you don't necessarily want them changing the information.
1: Exactly. You just want to protect from that because it's it's uh, pretty valuable. Right. A lot of we have backup uh, capabilities, things like that, but you don't want to let anyone uh, mess with it. Now, what about the stability of the links that you're linking
0: to? I mean, because the web is notoriously changing. Well,
1: I'd you know I would say be a judge of the sites you're using. That's why I'm saying I don't like having things out there in numerous sites. Actually, I do. It's not best practice. I do because we test SmugMug, Flickr, Shutterfly, Memory Web, Apple, Google, etc. Permanent. All of these. We're trying them out to see if they all work. And the good news is they're all compatible with collection air. The, the, and with that, the link is, is based on whether or not the company, the entity you're storing your photos with is going to stay with the same philosophy of links. But let me say, I, I, I I'm not too concerned about this. First of all, you're, you're nothing is stored in collection air except a narrative here, a story there. You can add descriptions, titles, things like that. But everything's in the cloud. So if, with air, even if you lose the link, your content is still in that site. So you're really trusting, will that site be there? And if we go way back, obviously, it goes without saying, you want to have all of your content backed up on hard drives multiple times, maybe a backblaze in the cloud that's not a viewable site. But you want to have this stuff safely backed up. But now, when it, many people just end there and say, Now I have a searchable collection of my family's photos. Well, you give that searchable collection to your kids, they're not going to search it. They don't even know what's in there. What do I even search for? So, the goal of is to say, If you want to share your collection, if you know what's in there and you want to share certain stories or the best of everybody's life that you have, you need to curate that. And you're the best curator. And then you want to put it in a cloud site. So, choose some cloud sites. And I think when you talk to Google Drive, uh, OneDrive, uh, Dropbox. I don't think, given the millions of people using those, they're going to just quickly flip their whole share capability because that share link is the basis of the entire program, basically. That's why they're there so you can share them. So it's part of the philosophy of the product. So the risk, that's why I suggest using the major players. And we do give recommendations on the site. Not every site is good for everything. I use memory web, for example, for all of my ancestry photos that I've scanned because I can change the metadata on their site and it stays with the photo. Where if I change that metadata in Google Photos, it doesn't. But then I do use Google Photos and Apple photos because they're easy, they're automatic. Apple keeps metadata in there that you can export, but Google is the easier one to organize these albums. So Sounds complex, but I basically I use Google Photos for all my modern photos and Memory Web for scan photos, and then I use Vimeo primarily for my home movies. And those three are there.
0: So Um, to make this simple for people, Collection Air is almost like an online book of sorts where you don't actually have to write anything; you're just bringing in information that is everywhere, and then presenting it. And that is pretty incredible because we're all trying to save information. We're trying to gather it together. So not only can you gather it all together in Collection Air, but it sounds like if you give someone the ability to edit, there might even be some opportunities for collaboration between people. Say my husband's cousin has this great piece, a little video of my father-in-law and he has it over on Vimeo, he might be able to add that to the collection air profile that I've created.
1: That's exactly right. You, any, anyone you want to collaborate with, you can. And what I recommend is if there's an admin, if I get a cousin, which I have, or one of my children to add content, I will probably download that content from their site and upload it to my site to keep consistent with control over the links, as you say. I want all of my home movies in the same site. Watch that site carefully. Uh, And and with Vimeo and YouTube, Google Drive, these are large enough. You don't have to really watch them. But again, they're the primary way to share these. They are backed up elsewhere. And I don't think their philosophy of share links is, is going away. The share link was the key, by the way. The fact that every site builds this capability, every cloud site, meaning if you create, whether it's one photo in a Google photos or entire digital album. If you took a trip to Hawaii, for example, you might've taken 400 photos with your family. The kids put them all together. Now you might, you want to take a memory, have a memory in your collection of that uh, trip to Hawaii in 2005, whatever. You might curate that down to the top 50 photos, put them in an album, and now you get a share link, and that link goes into collection air. And now you have that vacation memorialized, so to speak, as part of your collection. It's something you can't do in any of the other sites that i found. Yes, it's in Google Drive, but when you get up to 30, 40, 50 of these kind of albums, you've got a a child's soccer game next to a wedding, next to an ancestor portrait or something. So they don't mean anything. But in Collection Air, you index them to a given collection, and now it's meaningful. Um, Right. And that's the goal.
0: You don't need – this is what I've started talking about more and more – is you don't need those thousand pictures of the last vacation with maybe your grandkids. You don't need that many to tell the story. But say you whittled it down to 50. That's a much more representative sort of pictorial story of that event. And then Correct. you upload that somewhere, share the link on Collection Air, and there
1: it is. And you get a title and a description. If you want to write you know, 20 pages, on that trip to Hawaii with the grandkids in Collection Air, you can add that as the description and, and it's printable, clickable, all that stuff. It's, it can be a beautiful description because if that's in Google Photos, you don't get a way to write a 20-page <laughs> description of that trip in Google Photos. It's just an album of photos, but Collection Air allows you to add that context of the story with it, if you will. So the way it works, it's too bad we're not seeing this now, but if you can imagine, when it goes indexed into a collection in Collection Air, literally puts a thumbnail photo of that representation of that album into Collection Air on a list, almost like reading one of the news apps that you get of a CNN or Fox News or something on your phone. You'll have a list of a little photo and a description. That's exactly what Collection Air is. You click on the photo and it takes opens a new tab in your browser and it takes you to that collection of photos. And in Collection Air is a description and a title Uh, of that of that album so it could be a video or anything it could be anything
0: right so for instance my children your children you can create a collection profile for each child and then within that here's every year of their schooling christmas vacations piano recitals dance recitals whatever you have visuals for You would create each one of those in Collectioneer under them. Right. And then one of the things I like about Collectioneer is that you can also look at the family collection. So you have individuals like husband and a wife, but then you have a way of actually looking at the family
1: as a total. You're right. This is unique to us, and I was going to mention it. There's actually two unique things along the same line. One is that when we talked about our family, uh, we took some great vacations when the kids were young um, and memorable. And I thought, how do I get these to them? Well, they don't belong to me or my wife. Where do I put them? Well, I realized, unlike Ancestry and the others, they don't belong to a person. They belong to the family. So as you just described, on your tree, you see the husband and wife together. We put a link, a circle link right between them. And that link represents the immediate family the husband, wife, and their children. And so you click on that, it opens an identical page structure to the individuals. But now it's the family collections. The family collection, frankly, is the core of my collection. It has the most albums, the most links, most all that. It starts with uh, photos of my wife's and my wedding. It then is a section on vacations that she and I have taken together. It then goes into, I think, the home where we raised the kids because they loved the house and we may, may not be, we're still there now, but we may move at some point. So great memories there. Then it goes into our family vacations. Uh, then I have photos, maybe that I curated our collection of thousand photos to get the best 60 where all five of us are in the photo. This is before my oldest got married. Now there are six of us and they have a baby, now there's seven. So we'll add those to that family, but, and that's a great thing about this, these albums can grow. But I wanted the best of these things. If you just, if I just uh, go into a search and try to get all of our family, that's a very complex search in any of the things to do. But if you do it once, and you've captured the 50, 60 best family photos that you've had on trips or whatever, put those in one album, now it's there for everyone to see. And it's a, it makes for a fantastic album. But all of our vacations, all of our home movies, all those things are indexed into collection air. The home movies is a whole separate Thing you could use Collection Air just for home movies because you do want to put them in the cloud. You, you know, at one point you had to have the projector, then you put them on DVDs. Now you put them in the cloud. It is like Netflix. You can be watching a whole movie on your phone sitting at the doctor's office. And to do that, you have to put them in the cloud. But once again, you you don't have descriptions and richness to what that movie is with Collection Air. You can write a description of what are the key elements in this. What's in this because in, the in 30 years ago, you had the mini DVD or mini DV tapes, some of them two hours long. So you'd have a, a soccer game next to a piano recital, next to a wedding, next to something else, uh, a vacation. And so you want to know what's in that. So with Collectionary, you can put it in the description. And there's a whole search capability. If we went to Hawaii three times in the course of 30 years, I could go up to the search button, type in Hawaii, and up comes all the media from all of the trips to Hawaii. Uh, or I could put in a daughter's name, Claire, and everything. Where I write a description, Claire doing this, Claire doing that, those albums pop up to me too. So the search is quite rich. You use the descriptions and titles in collectioner the way you use keywords in a a photo context of of storing photos. Our keywords are 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 embedded in descriptions and titles, so that's a totally searchable thing. And again, back to your your good comment there. The family collection, to me, is the core of your collection.
0: Well, that's something I struggle with with all of these websites. You know, you have these photographs, but you have to, on many of these, all the genealogy sites, you have to pin those photographs with a particular person. Well, maybe that's not the person you want to pin them to. It really is a family photograph, a family reunion. It makes more sense to link it to a family rather than a person.
1: May I say something relative Mm -hmm. to what you just said on the family reunion? I said they're really three types of collections. There's the individual collections for each person. All these collection pages look identical. It's just, who are you collecting for? Every person has a collection. Every couple has a family collection. And there's one other type, and it's the family history collection. I don't know if you observed that when you looked at the site. But my question was, my maternal grandmother's last name is Bryant. The first Bryant came to America in 1644, just 20 years after the Pilgrims, and settled just north of Plymouth in a small town there on the coast. And we have all the history of the family, and I grew up in Indiana. So of all the times and when the first Bryant came to Indiana, I had the whole history. Now the question is, oh my gosh, where do I put this? Do I put it in her collection? Who's going to find it there? Who's going to know this thing? So what we allow you to do is, is put a family history, flag on a person's square cell in the tree. So on my grandmother Bryant is a green flag that says FH. And you click on that and it represents the family history of the Bryant family. And that can be, I have several FH flags on my tree because there's the Kinsey family coming from Switzerland in in 1890. And there's the Bryant family and there are a couple others. So now if it's multi-generational, I'm not going to go back in my tree and try to make my kids find John Bryant, 1644. There's no way they would go back there to find his story. But I can put in a recent generation, the last Bryant in our family now goes into hers. A little flag tells you that there's a family history of my surname. Click this flag and you've got it. So it's a, a type of thing that I've never seen anyone do. But it carries multi-generational. Now, within that history, you can talk about John Bryant and go back and see him if you want. If you want to see that, if there's anything in there or see him in ancestry or whatever. But now you know the story of the eight generations or whatever it's been since that time. So it's another a recent addition to Collection air is the surname family history flag that you can put on someone's, you know, all, it shows up like leaves show up in Ancestry for Ideas. Our flag shows up As that type of collection. So let me backtrack for just a
0: minute and say: so you've got the family collection. Do you have to then say you wanted to include some of the material from that family collection in under a specific person, like a child who was on that vacation? Do you then have to go back and relink underneath that individual, or is there a way to tag it?
1: Thank you for asking that question. And there are probably thirty features. Like this, that only by digging in, only by, if someone ever has a question, do you have this? Just send a a note to contact us and one of us will get back to you pretty promptly. But to your question there, there is a copy icon for each linked album. If that album on the day we brought my daughter home from the hospital, home movie, is in our family collection, I can just click the copy button on that and then go to her collection and click the paste. And it puts the title, uh, description, link, and preview image all into her collection. We've only stored it once. Of course, it's in the cloud site where it is. It's only stored once. But now, an identical entry of that whole movie is in both her collection and the family collection. Does that That's answer? Now,
0: what about DNA? What about the DNA links on Ancestry.com? Can you link to someone's DNA
1: profile? I don't see any reason why you can't, if you can't. Let me say, there are two types of links. The one cool thing about that I discovered uh, when I was trying to figure out how I'm going to build this collection for my own family, this started out just me doing it by myself for my own purposes before I shared it with people and they said, you got to build this thing. But I discovered that all of the cloud photo sites that I mentioned, SmugMug, Flickr, Google Drive, uh, Google Photos, all have the share link. What a share link does, by the way, it's given you by the site, and they're usually emailed to people. That's what they were kind of there for, to share with family. This album I have in Apple Photos, and you click the share link, and there it is. But the, the key element that's consistent with all of them is that it allows you to see that album and not everything in your Apple collection or everything in your Flickr collection. So it's very private. It's only access to that specific photo or that specific album. That's a share link. Now, the other type, though, is ancestry and family search. You can share links there, but in those cases, if I want to go to my father's timeline in Ancestry.com, they don't offer a share link to that. They might, to some of the photos in the gallery, allow you to share, but they don't do that. But if you are signed in to, and sometimes I think if, if you're on automatic sign-ins on your computer and using the same one, uh, and if you have permissions from Ancestry to view that person. They don't do a share link. So you can't just send that to anybody and get it. But if it's a deceased person and you're logged into Ancestry, you'll be able to get see that person. That's a link to that that person on the tree. But you have to be logged in. So that's that's a, a little bit more restrictive, but it's not really that restrictive. You log in once to Ancestry. If your whole collection is linked to Ancestry, and uh, you log in once and now you can link, go to anyone's collection there.
0: So I signed up for a free account, which gives me... 20 linked albums. Correct. Right. So, what, is that, what does that actually mean, 20 linked albums? Is that okay. 20 people with a linked album or
1: one person with 20 links? Could be either. Could be either. This is our price. It's kind of still, we're still in early stage. We're only a year and a half old. And so, we're testing and we've priced it pretty low. I would expect that we'll be raising prices. Next year, but whatever price someone subscribes at, that's their price for life. We will never raise their price. And right now, it's two ninety nine a month uh, for a basic program, and that as as we say on the website, it's, you can upload your tree and build your tree as large as you want. It's free. Uh, you can write stories for people on people. It's free. But the links are these share links that I speak of that we just talked about to any photo photo album, blog, audio recording, a home movie, each one of those is a link that takes you to a different cloud site to see the contents that's stored in that site. So each link counts as one and you get 20 for free. After that, you'll need to subscribe to build out your collection. Mm -hmm. It could be 20 people. You might just have a collection, just put a husband and wife and the kids in there and only use the family collection. I just want to store all my home movies and rather than having to be in a cloud that I, I don't know what's in each one of them, I'm going to type in what's in these movies so that I can search them and find things uh, and stream them by clicking on Collection Air.
0: So okay. That's great. I mean, that's, that explains it. And you make the decision as to what you want to do with it. Now, if you had to... Now, I know what will happen. People will upload their Jedcom. They're going to get completely overwhelmed because they're trying to fill it in with all the links. If you had to think about three best practices to advise someone like me who just started an account, well, what would that advice be?
1: I would start with either your immediate family or a person. You might start by putting just you and your husband's parents on and your, I don't know if you have children, but your, direct, your immediate family and your parents and start with a small tree. Now you've uploaded JEDCOM; They're all there. Just ignore the others. I only uploaded your side of the tree. Add a couple people to your husband's side of the tree to get that started. And focus maybe on the father in law you just described. And say, I whatever I've collected on him, I'm going to choose a cloud site. We make recommendations of cloud sites. Say you're going to use memory web and use that. You would create an album in memory web or a specific photo. You can have description of just the photo linked to just one photo or linked to an album, whatever. If you had any newspaper articles, I'd scan those and uh, maybe as a PDF, put them in OneDrive or Dropbox or something. Uh, choose a few locations to put things in and then link them in and start building out his collection and get the hang of it and see how easy it is. When someone registers, you'll get a, an email with a quick start guide where we recommend the four steps you go through just to get your collection started. That's add a few people to your tree or use GEDCOM, then uh, create a couple of let's say, uh, digital albums in a cloud site, get a share link to that and put it in Collection Air and boom, boom, boom. Once you get the hang of it, you realize it's, it's very simple. So uh, I realize if someone's got their photos still in print form, not using the cloud, not scanned, you've got a few steps to go. But if someone's already using a Google Photos or Apple Photos or something as a cloud site or memory web, you've, you've already got the photos there curate them, create a little collection, an album of, you know, the best 20 of your father-in-law, for example, create, get the link, put it in collection air, And now you have the beginning of his story.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, and you'll find it's quite easy. Now, any tidbit you find a newspaper article or any story about him, you can scan, enter it and add more and more context to his life as time goes on. Let's talk about longevity for a minute. The first thing is we give you two ways to print your collection. One is at the bottom of each collection page, you can print a PDF of that page, which prints out titles and descriptions and such. That's one. Secondly, more technical, but you can go to your account settings, go down to preferences and say, print a summary report. That is an Excel spreadsheet with every, your entire database, each person, uh, each chapter, we haven't really gotten into this, but you put, you first build chapters, you can build chapters for each person, and within those chapters is where you put these linked albums, so one might be my father-in-law, George, so pictures of when he grew up in the 1930s or something, and then you might say George's military career, and then George's professional life, George's charitable work, George with the grandchildren, He loved to go hunting. So George's hunting trips or George's, his life passion was tennis. So here were, here's his tennis career, whatever, everyone has a life story to tell. So whatever it is about them, you ever put that, put that in. So all of those links, everything you enter, including the URL share link is going to be in an Excel spreadsheet. So heaven forbid, if Collectioner did go away and it's not going away, but if it were to go away. You now have a collection where you could just copy and paste all of those. First of all, you haven't lost any of your content, of course, because that content is still in from YouTube to Google Photos to Memory Web to wherever it would be. All Everything's still there, collection goes away. And now you have an index of where everything is that you wanted, that you can sort by person or by site. Where What are all the albums I have in Flickr, for example, that kind of thing. And I use it to, con- to make sure I consolidate my collection because I don't want them in Clicker, Smug Mug, Google Photos, everything. I want to choose one and move them all into one cloud site, as best practices. But we do have that. In other words, you have, that's your kind of long answer to your question. What if I, collectioner, were to go away? But the the if it comforts anybody, collectioner has been very expensive to build. I'll say what started out as a hobby, rather than building the model railway in my attic as a retired person, I built a web app, and it's it has been. A lot of money to invest to do that but it is not because we don't store content it is not egregiously expensive to operate so our goal is recouping our investment of course that's what we have to charge because we still have storage in the cloud those kind of things but it's not like we're having to invest tens of thousands of dollars every month with a lot of employees and cloud costs and those things Uh, because it's after all it's it's really just a, a visual database is what you're you have
0: well, so I'm it's very not, impressed. Not going away. Yeah, I'm yeah. very impressed with Collection Air, and I can't wait to to build some people, some collections for individuals that I do have things online for, and and share it with family and see what they think, and you know create some PDFs of some stuff. I have some drawers and put them up online so that I can share that as well. It's a beautiful thing you've created, Stan, and I well, hope that so a much. lot of
1: people take advantage of it. What I'd like to do is give a coupon.
0: I'm going to let him tell you what the details are, but if you've been thinking and listening to this that you want to try Air, then Stan has an offer for you. Stan,
1: I'm going to turn this over to you. Okay, thanks, Marine. Well, very simply, when one subscribes to, uh, we talked about the 20 free links, when you get beyond that, it's a subscription fee. When paid annually, it's $2.99 per month, when paid annually, for a base account of up to 300 links and $4.99 per month when paid annually for an unlimited account. It's on the website, very clear at the bottom. If you were to subscribe at either of those levels, we're going to give you a coupon. The coupon is PD, obviously for photo detective, PD Collect, C-O-L-L-E-C-T. Enter that coupon at checkout. You have to put in a credit card, your name, as if you were subscribing. And when you check out, you'll see a discount of that that you'll be getting 50% 50% off of the the price of your subscription for 24 months, for two years. So if you want to subscribe, that coupon will be good probably for the next three or four months. So if you want and have interest, give it a go and we hope you'll enjoy it. Thank you so
0: much. Thank you for being on the Photo Detective stand.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Maureen. It's really been a pleasure
0: if you enjoyed this episode please share it on social media leave me a rating and a review and if you know of a friend or family member who's also interested in family photographs share this episode with them too see you next time